0: The Broken Yoke was established in 2015 by two local brothers. The Broken Yoke's vision is to provide great service, consistent, amazing food, and build relationships with our stakeholders. Their aim is to make everyone feel like they are a part of the family. This is you. The Broken Yoke are big supporters and believers of Kidsport Calgary. Sports is the foundation of the brothers lean on when it comes to business. When playing a sport, you're practicing a skill that is related to your sport, but more importantly, there are life lessons and life skills to be learned from playing sports. As a company, we have a mission, and that is we use the restaurant as a platform to grow and empower our team and ourselves. We want our team to succeed in life, but most importantly, in life outside of the broken yoke. Because of your support, we are able to grow our company. We know this past year has been challenging, to say the least. So if you have supported us through takeout, dine-in, or even just through social media, we want to thank you, and we are grateful for you, Calgary. Check out Sport Calgary's This Week in Sport for the latest news and updates in Calgary's sports community.
1: Fort Calgary
0: presents the Face First Podcast with your hosts, Alicia Risling and Grace Defoe. And here they are sliding right on in, Grace and Alicia. And welcome back to the Face First Podcast.
2: My name is Alicia Riz Rizzling, and I'm joined by my co-host. My name is Grace Defoe and I've, we say this every time because every guest is exciting, but we do have a very um, special and exciting guest today. So we have... Candice Gowdy and she's the Executive Director of Charitable Foundations and Community Investment at the Calgary Sports and Entertainment Corp. So um, we're kind of going to throw it over to you to kind of fill in the blanks in some of your story. So a bit about our podcast is we do like to tell you know the whole story of how you got to where you are today and and obviously your involvement in the sport community in Calgary and Alberta. So welcome Candice. Thank you for joining us and let's dig into it.
3: (laughs) Yeah thank you. I'm excited to be here. I mean I'm listened to your podcast before so um yeah
0: so i'm excited i think you might be our first guest that actually admitted to listening to our podcast
2: (laughs) that's a good (laughs) sign right
0: (laughs) it only took months but we're here we're somebody's finally listening thanks for tuning in um so candace um on our notes that we were given about you is that basically you're Mm -hmm. a rock star and where i'm gonna start today um the video I watched was with the Calgary Flames, um, on their international women's day. And you were on there talking a little bit about the initiative. Um, you were wearing your PWPH, uh, PWPHPA sweater in it. Um, and, uh, just there to support the, the women's game. So maybe talk a little bit about your role, um, through the foundation and what you're working on right now.
3: Yeah. Thanks. Um, and thank you for that introduction. I uh have been with the Flames now or CSEC for this is my fifteenth year. So um it's a really long time. I feel like I really um yeah, it was a part of it's part of who I am now and you know where I grew up and where I grew into uh, the professional that I am. So um yeah, and I mean when I started with the Flames it was just the Flames and the Hitman and now uh with the Flames and the Hitman and the stamps and the Roughnecks and you know the heat and And yeah so it turned into you know professional sports in calgary and that's where i wanted to be growing up so i'm from calgary Uh, i went to mount royal so born and bred and you know when i was a student i said that i wanted to either work for jumbo which is you know the proposed ski area on the glacier out there that lots of people are against um or the calgary flames so um you know it's uh it's it's a great job and i'm very thankful for it especially that the work that we do so yeah, in that video, I mean, the Flames Foundation, which is you know we've got four foundations at CSEC. The Flames Foundation is obviously our biggest, um, but the Flames Foundation, especially since COVID, has has been doing a lot of work, and and it's and it's quite broad. It's much more broad than what we would usually be doing. But at the heart of what we do is sports. Um, that's obviously who we are. And that's what we want to do. That's what we want to support. And that, you know, as we had mentioned, we had our Women's International Day game. Um, in March and uh, are working with the EWHPA. (laughs) I know it took me a really long time. I'm like, now I just like to say it really quickly, but, um, and just really supporting females in sports. You know, we work really closely with kids boards and with YMCA and community groups in our city to do what we can to make sure that we're really nurturing uh, girls to play sports, and that's all sports or activities, uh, and just really get out there and move, because we know how important that is around building healthy activities um, and, you know, positive usage of free time and self-esteem and, you know, all the things that we talk about all the time. So it's a long answer,
0: but. Awesome. Well, I know you mentioned that you are starting to work a little bit more with KidSport, so we should also introduce that we have Kevin Webster on behalf of KidSport joining us on the podcast today as well. Thanks, Kevin, for sliding in there.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me join.
0: Welcome to have you back. So the Flames Foundation right now is starting a new play pack initiative. Um, I would love if you guys could tag team this or if Candice, you want to start us off and tell us a little bit more about like what the initiative is and what the goals are and and what's it going to look like?
3: Yeah, we're, I mean, we are so happy to work with Kidsport. We've worked with Kidsport since the 90s um and it's a huge part of what we do so it's through the flame sports equipment bank and providing equipment and supplies for activities for over 20 sports is obviously a kids program and we've been working with kids board on financial assistance for registration for sports feeds you know like i mentioned since the 90s so for a very long time and we're so lucky to be able to work with a group that are truly leaders in um administering that really important service to families so yeah, everything that kids board does we just love. we have always loved it, I and mean, I speak really highly about Kevin very often. But uh, play Packs, Kidsport's brainchild um and something Kevin's worked really hard on. But this spring we'll be distributing play packs, which is what it's called, but essentially what it is, and it equipment or supplies for kids to be able to play unstructured outside with a number of manuals and tips and tricks and you know information about how you can get out and play with minimal equipment. Um, you know, a few sports and we just love that. We love everything about that. Obviously, you know, C we live in football lacrosse and hockey and we really want kids to be playing those sports. We don't care if we reps for them, if you're playing them in your street, if you're playing them in your basement, if you're smashing balls against your garage. We just like really love everything about this and the fact that kids Sport will be um being able to provide the equipment to do so. So you know sort of kept to, to get into the nitty gritty but
1: Yeah, this was something we kind of learned from our our winter sports experience and getting skates out the door when the pandemic first shut down many of the activities kids are used to playing. And when we started looking at the spring and summer and wanting to get kids um, active, uh, again, we came up with this concept and I reached out to Candace and said, you know, um, we want to have you guys involved in terms of helping amplify this um, and grow it. Um, this will be the first time we've done it. So we're going to connect with over 300 households, um, the sports that will be involved, uh, families will be getting a minimum of two sports, um, sets of equipment. These will be all brand new equipment, um, from the, the big ones being the, the hockey, the football, the lacrosse. Um, then we've got soccer. We've got jump rope, um, ultimate rugby, Aussie rules, football, tennis, um, badminton, um, so not only is this going to be a confidence builder and a positive story for the households that will be receiving these items, um, they'll also be getting the the tips and tricks, as Candace mentioned, so the kids will know how to go out and utilize the equipment. These kids will also leave their house with some confidence now as they've got the new gear and they, they can show off to their neighbors for a change and, and uh, be proud when they go to the school to throw around the lacrosse ball or play basketball, whatever it might be. Um, and then the second tier of it is just a positive story for the sports community. So we've invested these dollars um, that we've been entrusted through our partnership with the Flames Foundation right back into our community. So um, $50,000 to be invested into local sports clubs, retailers, um, and, and the community to make these play packs come to life. Um, and the families receiving them will have a connection now back to the sport community. So... If they get badminton rackets they'll know how to reach out to grace gow and gow Tao badminton um, to go um, try and pursue that sport or aussie rules football through um, lachlan griffiths and the team there or rugby through mozak and maria's contacts um, or through minor football connections they will have the opportunity to learn about those sports and, and fall in love with them through the equipment hopefully um and then when it's safe to do so again they can pursue that through the sport community so um many layers to this but it's it's all a positive story that the sport community needs right now and it's through this partnership with Candace and her team that we're able to bring it to life
2: yeah that's great um i know when i when i first heard of this initiative i just think it's such a need right now in the city because obviously it's not looking, I don't know, for the foreseeable future, like a ton of organized sport, um, especially games and stuff, are going to return very shortly here. So I think it's an awesome opportunity for kids to also just try new sports. Maybe the sport that they're normally in isn't running this year, or they're not registered in it, and they get three other different things. They get a lacrosse stick or they get a badminton racket, and maybe they find their next love. I just think I'm, I'm so in love with the idea, um, and just especially we talk a lot about multi-sport athletes and on this podcast and riz herself had scholarships in every sport she could probably try um <laughs> you a multi-sport athlete too figure skater <laughs> uh, not as much as you but anyways i just i know that we're so like we just heard about it. we just love the idea so it's so exciting yeah super exciting um
0: you guys so can you just clarify some things for me about this these packs so like the packs are each going to have two different sports in them Um, delivered to families and then like are they going to be given like a a breakdown on how to play with what rules or or are they just going to be given like the equipment you needed for it and like say go try it or what was the the basis of that
1: yeah so every pack will have a minimum of two sports Um, and it's not going to be about you know learning to play the sport as it's you know typically set out it's going to be the unstructured play but we want to have Give them some tools to know how to hold the lacrosse stick and throw the ball or pick up the football and throw it to your sibling or parent um, some of the basics so that's what the drills will be about is some tips and um, tools from you know some of our leaders in the sport industry from the organizations candace represents as well as um, elevate lacrosse um, we've got the cavalry fc we've got calgary minor soccer and hockey calgary and the alberta tennis center um so some some great leaders in sport um that all help you know also offer you know the ability to learn some tips but also an introduction to some new role models and and a way to kind of follow sport. so every sport pack will have at least two different sports the families will tell us kind of their priorities out of the list of sports and then we'll try and fill them with at least one of those and some sport packs um, you know every sport pack will potentially have three or four items when we throw in the jump ropes and ultimate frisbee disc and uh, we've got a ton of footballs here so um everyone will have a football and a soccer ball so it's it's going to be really cool and and we we really look forward to, to telling the story as families start to receive these cool
0: awesome um Candice, with the, the Flames Foundation, you guys usually run a bunch of events every year, um, charitable fundraisers. Obviously, with the pandemic, that hasn't been able to happen. Um, what have you guys been doing to kind of counteract that? Has there been anything? Um, I know that the Flames Foundation supports a bunch of charities. Have they been, like, struggling because of this? Can you talk to that a little bit?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's such a... Hey, it's such a hard time, right? I just like look for other words than that because everybody says that, but it is a hard time. And usually, um, our major sources of revenue are our golf tournament and our poker tournament, which raise you know combined a million dollars net, usually or just under. And then our fifty fifty program. So um, you know we transitioned our fifty fifty program online, and that has been extremely successful. And quite honestly has ensured that we have the ability to keep helping groups in Southern Alberta. And, um, you know, in March, we created the COVID-19 support program and have distributed almost $3 million since March, just through that program. And we really broadened the areas that we support, usually, you know, about health and sports and education. um, And that is what we're about. But we really have expanded the kind of groups that would get money. And that's everything from social services to shelters to you know food security and the mobilization of food um and that's we're only doing that because of the 50 50 program and because we've had now we've only done it to the level that we are because of the success of the 50 program so i mean the support from the community that we've gotten for that has just been outstanding it's not something that we expected um you know the playbacks were part of that that was our second round of funding and, and because of the playoffs um, last year 50 was so successful we did a second round and have since done a third and fourth so um that's directly related to that 50 50 program and every person that buys a ticket so it's uh yeah i mean it, it really turns into impact and you know we look at it as a raffle and, and one person wins a lot of money and those people have amazing stories too you know we had a winner say to us i well, talked about a month ago but she was like oh i'm working two and a half jobs and now i just like this has answered all my prayers like i just thank you i was like Phew. You know, giving away the money, you forget that somebody wins a really life changing amount as well. So, uh, but yeah, it's been really hard for everyone and for charities especially. And that's what that COVID support program is for is just to to help groups get through this and to help charities still operate and still do what they need to do. I love it.
0: And this whole 50-50 thing. I think it's just such an easy way to get people's money. It's like you have a chance of winning your money back, and then a significant sum, as well as like if you don't, whatever. You're supporting whatever charity that's coming in. So people, get in there, support that 50/50. Um, I'm pretty sure actually the flame, or the Hitman is going to start a 50/50 coming up here um, as well. So mm-hmm. we need everyone to get in there and just start playing the lottery. This is encouraging gambling. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah we agree. the hitman started on saturday so the next game is here on the 11th or their next draws on the 11th those ones are home games so it's uh i know there's lots of 50s now and we're we just feel so grateful to have
2: the success that we've had and you know what they say about 50 50 is you have 50 percent chance of winning because either you win or you don't <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's true i like it i'm gonna use that half is best right rob kerr and his crew came up half with is half best. best we're gonna best get
0: campaign. that campaign going probably about the time this podcast yeah. airs so.
3: <laughs> yeah i know which i was like oh that's pretty cool so we've got uh, you know annalise Milliken in our offices worked really hard on that program and play pack so yeah it's good it's been really great
0: that's good um, any other projects you're working on right now, or is this pretty much when hockey seasons are going, um, keeping you busy full time? And and do you get a little bit of a break? Because as soon as it's then it's soccer season and football season. Like, are you just full time? Go go go!
3: Yeah, I mean with um, the Stamps Foundation too. So hopefully you know we'll see what happens there. But um, we're really excited, really excited for these play packs. I just love everything about it. Um, and we've done a ton this year and are continuing to do more and more around play spaces. So, um, accessible and inclusive of playgrounds and accessible rinks. So, this year we built who helped to build two rings. We didn't build them. We helped to bring build two rings when um, we just announced an inclusive playground last week. So we're really focusing on, you know, I think during COVID we can all speak to how much time we spent outside and kids knocking on each other's doors like maybe we used to and how much time we spent at parks and playgrounds and how important they are. So um, yeah, we've most recently been really investing in those those play spaces and making sure that they're inclusive and accessible and safe and there <laughs> that the communities have access to that so um so that's quite topical because we just did two of those two announcements for that our last one was at six a rink and then an accessible rink in parkdale so, but yeah moving into football football season we'll, we'll hopefully we'll see how football plays right and, and how they're going to operate but we sure hope they, they can get back to a format that works for everyone
2: yeah, I mean, it's interesting because you talk about building these play spaces as well. And people probably think automatically pro sports organization that you guys only give to other sports and more organized sport. And I think it's so great that you guys are helping the play aspect, because I think, too, we have so many green spaces and and or snow spaces in this in the winter that, you know, you guys can help transform so people in their communities can be active. It's um we're we're challenging people to think that you guys are impacting more than just organized sport. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it is like at the end of the day what we want is for families to be healthy. Um and we really believe in kids playing and whether that's structured or unstructured, what that does for, you know, their physical literacy and for their confidence and for the ability to interact with other kids and growing into a team player and all those things that you know, you two would know so well and what the power of sport does, organized or not. It's just, it, you know, really, really helps a child get through adolescence and an adolescent turn into a really, if you play sports, you're a great person. If you don't play sports, it's not like you're, we just really believe in the power of sport and what that means to a young person and whether that's structured or unstructured, doesn't matter. For
2: sure. Yeah, for sure. I think we obviously we're, we're both athletes and, and involved in sports. So yeah. we also believe in the power of sport. So <laughs> um, preaching to the choir I want to jump back so you said he went to Mount Royal um, I also went to Mount Royal so that's why I want to I want to bring this back but um, you know what kind of experiences throughout your throughout your your schooling there helped you kind of jump into this pos- jump into I guess career and, and ultimately this position um, you know were the practicums internships that kind of helped you break in or did you kind of have to make your own way <laughs> to where you are now <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I have a pretty cool story for students. Um, And I love Mount Royal. I'm a really non-traditional learner, and I love how hands-on they are and the opportunities that they give their students to do hands-on work. I just think that that is so valuable. Um, Yeah, and just the way that I learned, it meant the world to me. Um, And then, yeah, my job I got, I was in PR and transferred into the sport program. So David Lake's program. And... um, we had the opportunity to put together a proposal that we um proposed (laughs) we presented to at that time the flames and the hitman around hitman a hitman sales campaign so i presented to years here at that time and ken king uh so their executive and then afterwards uh they had a position open up a a junior marketing position that i had applied for and knew them and they had loved the presentation so that's how i got my job i mean obviously i went through the interview process and um but that was my first first touch point and that's how they had known me so it was directly through mount royal and directly through that program so a pretty cool story and you know exposure that i got because i was introduced to them through mount royal it was just a really who doesn't want that opportunity to present if you're interested in working in pro sports to have the opportunity as a student to to be in that room was so big and probably led to my job Um, And then, you know, at the Flames, it just, we grew really quickly um, and expanded really quickly. I mean, I started before social media, which is kind of crazy. Or right at the beginning of social media, I started 06-07 and um, sort of grew the organization and worked really, really, really hard. Um, So I learned a ton of valuable lessons from, from a lot of really great mentors.
0: I have a question about this. Um, I've, I've heard tons of good things about David Legg's program, but just starting in the position you did in junior marketing and having to work your way up, did you find that you ever were at a disadvantage because of your gender, being a woman in a very male-dominated, what people consider the sports sector section would to be?
3: Yeah, you know what? I don't think I ever faced that. Um, and sometimes... Yeah, I mean, I've been asked that before and I really don't. I think I was, I have been afforded a lot of opportunities that were regardless of gender and I've been put in a lot of situations that it just didn't matter, right? And that sometimes um, it didn't matter whether I was a, just gender didn't matter. And I think that the flanks have given me a ton of opportunity. Obviously, you know, I'm in a great role now and and they they really trusted me sometimes too, where I was even like I tell females so often that even if like even if you don't think that you're qualified, get qualified. And lots of the things that I've um or have in my portfolio or some of the things that I've done in my career, I definitely jumped into, you know, off the deep end and the flames gave me that opportunity. So so yeah, in short, I I don't think that my genders really played a role and I think I've been given really equal opportunities.
0: Do you care to share any of those uh, things that you're super proud of in your portfolio? Yeah, I mean... The, where, where, like you're not gloating. Far. This is like, I'm prompting you. So don't be shy. <laughs> <laughs> be proud of it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like a weird thing for me to talk about. But we have four charities, you know, that in, at CSEC, Stax Foundation, Hamlet Foundation, Rockets Foundation, Blaze Foundation... Um and when I first started A, I never thought I would end up in not for profit. I was really interested in being on the sports side and PR and you know and I wasn't that interested in not for profit. And now I run four of them, which is quite challenging. Um and you know, and and I really had to learn quickly. And I tell people when I talk to David Lake's classroom, I'm like, I hated accounting and I hated numbers. And it's just such a big part of what I do now that I wish that maybe I would have spent some more time in school in that area before I jumped into this, you know, huge ocean that I didn't know how to swim in, but had some amazing guidance and mentorship and and obviously learned so much. But um, I mean, as far as accomplishments, I think the things that we do at the Flames Foundation, we have such a big team there and they're so gifted and, and people see their visions come to life. We have a small team and whether you're you know, any level there. If you have something that makes a lot of sense for us to do, we do it, and that's that's a really cool thing to be a part of. Um, from building rinks to, you know, built a rink in Fermi after what was a terrible event for them, and did that right away and turned that away before around before Christmas when that happened in, you know, October. And um, and part of the the thing that I love the most about working for the Flames is. You just, it just means so much to so many people. And when you work on the community side, you really see people who are going through the darkest of dark times before COVID, right? Where sick children, sick adults, accidents, and and, and having the flames talk to them, reach out to them, meet with them. Just, just completely, they're memory makers and they're life-changing moments. And I've really learned how much sports mean to people, whether you're a participant or a fan. Uh, it's just part of this community, a really big part of um, the fabric of of a lot of people's social and emotional well-being.
0: So, do you find um, working with the the representing the Flames Foundation and and all the Calgary Sports and Entertainment Group, we know what all those sports are. Do you find the athletes um, are pretty pretty easy to jump on board and help out with these things, or do you think it's more of like do they, do you have to like ask them ahead of time to like schedule them in or uh, so just of them just take initiative and do it on their own and act underneath you guys
3: yeah and I love this question because I love talking about our players um, and spend a long part of my career working directly with our players um, and their charitable efforts and you know I started doing that in like 2008 and I am still I'm really involved in doing that and I just am so I'm really blown away by their willingness um, and the initiative that they take to be involved and it's uh obviously that is different for every player but it's very very rare for a player to say no to something i mean obviously our their schedules are insane but they are so generous with their time um and they are on board for whatever we're doing and we have players that you know, at the beginning of the year, we'll meet with them and say, have you got something that you love? Or what did you do? You know, if they're new, we'll say, what did you do with another team? If you want to bring it here, is there something close to your heart? And we do, you know, a lot of the, I'll be lifting the wrong word, but we do the administrative backing. We do the administrative work for them to make sure that it's easy for them and whatever they want to do, they can just go out and do it with we'll always support. And most of the players on our team have their own charity and, I mean, we have players all the time that go, I want to have an event. I mean, most events are harder. Like, planning the Glen Cross Rodeo was not a light load, and putting on a concert for Joe Colburn was not a light load. And, you know, but we've got Michael Backlund and Jerome McGinley and Mark Giordano, who's been um, recognized internationally for his community work, and, um, you know, just so many of our players who want to do something on their own, plus what we do ask them and make them make is the wrong word but, but what we ask them to do they also say so often hey i'm really interested in this during christmas you know jacob markstrom called i think on christmas eve and was like oh, you know what i really love to deliver meals to the hospital i'm like oh you can't really go into the hospital right now but like we can figure out a way to make that work and you know zach Ronaldo this year was like i just you know i can do the amount that people are mentally struggling is like palpable, and I want to do something. And since you know February, when Zach started doing that, he's been on like 13 podcasts, um, which have had you know enormous reach to both adults and kids. So, yeah. In short, they're extremely easy to work with, and they're not only easy to work with; they're um, like they're very motivating and inspiring. They just each have different areas of their life that they're looking to support, and make such a huge impact doing it.
2: I think that's so interesting that, you know, you guys are, if they don't have something, you guys are acting a bit as, a, as like a matchmaker to help them find what it is. I think that's so awesome. And I I know that the Calgary community, like growing up in Calgary, um, I can speak to many events where, you know, whether it be the Roughnecks or the Stamps came to my school and it's like the highlight of your, year, like forget day, highlight of your school year. Um, so I know that you guys are are doing great things in the community and hopefully fingers crossed next year you can start doing maybe some more in-person in-person things
3: mm-hmm. totally and it is that right it, it is a lot of matchmaking because a player will say to you you know sam bennett was like i want to help feed kids it's literally what he said that was his language i want to help kids who don't have lunches get lunches and i don't know where to start so you know we had a sam feeds kids campaign and he goes into schools brown bagging and delivers lunches and donates you know money every year, and. Um so lots of the players do come with like this is the area I wanna help and then we really work with them to flesh it out and most of them have an area and they're all really different uh and really special too. Programs are just so different every year.
0: It's awesome. Um Kevin, I'm going to bring you back in here. What uh, collaborations ha- have the Flames Foundation and Kidsport done in the past? Um, we're all looking forward to the Play Pack initiative, but have there been a couple big ones in the past that people might recognize?
1: Without a doubt, they're, they're kind of endless. Um, our, our main hockey program, so the funding we do through Hockey Calgary um, programs in the city um, is called the Flames Even Strength Program. Um, so that program know, is north of $300,000 in registration fees that go back into supporting um, kids in need that need to play hockey um, or wanna play hockey in our city that we help with registration fees. Um, so the Flames Foundation is, is the foundation of that. Um, and they uh, help us be able to help uh, kids with up to $700 in fees, which is um, uh, more than our regular funding to make sure that the costs of hockey are, are accessible. Um, And then last July, we renamed the Sports Bank from Comrie Sports Equipment Bank, Bill Comrie being the founder, um, passed the puck, as you'd say, to the Flames Foundation, and Candace and and her board wanted to step up and make sure that the Sports Bank was in a great spot. So it's now called the Calgary Flames Sports Bank, um, helping... You know, in a, a typical year, uh, a couple thousand kids, and with this partnership, um, even more with access to no-cost equipment, um, and that's where the you know the play packs will just be elevated even more. Obviously, with the tie to um, the four you know, main sport franchises in the city, but the players that'll be involved and the profile that can be built um, to give these kids some role models and create some more fans of these teams, um, but also um, get them excited um about sports so it's you know the things we've been able to accomplish um the relationship with jerome was fostered through the flames foundation jerome donated over seven hundred thousand dollars of his own money um to Kidsport, and was probably in in canada one of the first real um athletes that uh you know decided to give of of that um level um and it really uh, that relationship with the flames put Kidsport on the map not only here in calgary but um nationally in terms of Jerome choosing on his own accord through the relationship that um, we had with the flames foundation to, to choose uh, to support kids sport. Um, Johnny Gaudreau did the same for a couple of years um, through that same relationship. Uh, We've the targets for kids. That's been talked about on this podcast uh, many times as as one of the best events we have. Um, that, That was an event that was started through Rob Kerr and Candace and the flames foundation and, um, they passed on to us um, as they weren't going to be proceeding with it, and it's turned into obviously one of our staples in in our calendar and, and what we're able to do and kind of connecting with the community. So um, Candace and her team and the board, um, we're, we're extremely fortunate to have you guys as partners and, and the things we're able to accomplish uh, year after year are, are, you know, you guys are at the foundation of it, so we really appreciate it.
0: awesome yeah i knew well i knew that there was like an extensive list obviously i'm sitting in the flame sports bank right now but um just happy to go back and, and get those all together right there are linked to kids sport and uh, yeah grace do you have anything else for candace today
2: no, I mean, we're going to have to send this to David Legg, is all I have to say, because he'll like that you mentioned him a few times. Um, I, I know that I've beat him, and he came out to try skeleton, and he says students don't beat him, but I've beat him, so. Ooh, shots fired. Um, I'm <laughs> anyways. Sure, I'm sure you really beat him, too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining us and, and all that you do in the, in the community, it's, you know, we, we just hit the tip of the iceberg with it. I'm sure we could talk another hour about all the amazing stuff, but thank you for sharing with us and, and yeah.
0: Yeah. We're really looking forward to, to seeing play packs out in, in the community and, and seeing the impact that that will have. And hopefully it'll bring, if anything, just smiles to kids' faces this summer and give them something to look forward to. So thank you so much, Candice and Kevin for joining us today.
3: Yeah, thanks you guys, and thanks Kev. It's just um, yeah,
2: sports makes amazing. I think it's sports makes. I'm just happy to be a part of it, and thank you for having me on today. Great, great. That's it for the Face First podcast for today, and see you next time.
0: See you next week.
1: <laughs> we at Sport Calgary like to stay active in person and online. Be sure to follow us at Sport Calgary on
0: Facebook,
2: Twitter, Instagram. And LinkedIn. Calgary Field Lacrosse is pleased to announce that registration for the outdoor summer season is ongoing. Registration is open to boys and girls aged 4 to 18. The programming adheres to the latest local health guidelines and will be conducted in a physically distanced manner. Calgary Field Lacrosse is proud to continue its partnership with Elevate Lacrosse, who provide incredible on-field instruction with coaching from the PLL, NLL, NCAA, and committed NCAA athletes. Visit calgaryfield.com for more program details and information.